Watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs> Welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Mendelkin, Brandon Lissy, Ben Craw. We talk about the NBA. Uh, guys, we haven't spoken since Thanksgiving. I uh, want to know how your holiday went, if you ate anything nice. Maybe some pie was consumed. Bunky pie. Pumpkin. Bunky. When the mm. when the Lissy family gets I love. together. Yep. Would it, Bunky yep. pie. <laughs> <laughs> when the when the Lissy family gets together, it's all about Bunky pie and crypto. Mm-hmm. We're That's talking right. about mm-hmm. coins. We're talking about uh, link rot. We're talking about Web three. <laughs> t- no link rot in this. Link pie. rot is we're, a major we're, issue. We're, we do not tolerate link rot. You got to get house. the right recipe. So yeah. there's no link rot. In no, guys, we don't want that. Yeah. The other week we talked about the FTX scandal, the cryptocurrency exchange that athletes like Tom Brady and Steph Curry partnered with, were involved with. And uh, increasingly, fellas, we find ourselves more and more interested in these investment opportunities, whether it's cryptocurrency, stocks, Sequoia Capital, Sequoia Capital. We know about that. New, new potential, very, very potential, very likely uh, future partner. uh, Which is again, which is a website where you can read stories. Uh, We love Sequoia Capital. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Sequoia Capital, friend of the pod. So we're, we're, we're constantly looking for a quick return on our investments, quick return on our We're buck. entrepreneurs here. Yes. We yeah. consider ourselves entrepreneurs first and podcasters second and basketball fans well, first. You know, a relatively That's distant right. third, I would say. That's oh. right. And, and in that same vein, NBA players... NBA players and teams are also stocks. Yeah. They, They're nothing more they than rise, stocks to us. Yeah, that's how we look at fall. it. Right? Yeah. The value is constantly fluctuating. Every day you go to your website, you check the value of a, of a hey. Steph Curry, you check the value of a Jonathan Kaminga. Ask and Dennis Schroeder. Ask know? Dennis Schroeder where his value is at. You know, yeah. it fluctuates. The market's it's up, it's down, it's all around. It's a volatile market right now, and you can make a fortune believing in an under the radar team mm-hmm. and conversely damn you can damn near lose your entire life savings lose your, from lose your buying shirt into the hype yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that is if you take investment advice from anyone other than this podcast that's, that's right. right yeah we yeah. save you which is not to be clear uh, legally speaking not uh investment advice but um, yes please do not um, enact any of the advice you hear on the podcast. It yeah. is well, it's not advice technically, not advice, but this it is, is investment advice. Yes, That's correct. You can these, you can take this to the bank. It's these solid are simply as a rock. our opinions on how right. you should or should not invest your and actual we, money. We make millions in this game. You know, we, we have no trouble. But whether you follow us or not, that's up to you, folks. Yeah. It's your choice. It's free. We don't have a leash. We you don't. We don't have a collar on you guys. The invisible hand guides us all. The market. That is the beauty of the market. Is is in control. We just lie in her hands. All head right. head in her lap. <laughs> all right. This she, week we're she, talking about as she twiddles the, our hair. Yep. This <laughs> week we're caresses about, the nape of our neck. Yeah. Whispers in our ear. Meritocracy. <laughs> This week we're talking about the players and, and the teams and the stocks uh, that we've all hit big on. Yep. And we're also going to be talking about some of the ones that we've taken enormous losses with. Hmm. If we um, have any of those, yeah, I don't about know. That is. Yeah. 
well, bit, bit of a NBA uh, balance sheet uh, this week, guys. Where you were, we're looking at our yeah. You could call portfolio. this our our quarterly earnings report. If you oh, yeah, SEC filings. Step into yeah. our boardroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Who wants to start us off here with uh, the I, first big win or loss in their investment portfolio? No need to no need to be shy. I uh, have a great win to okay. celebrate. Yeah, let's hear it, Wim. So early in the season, you know I was a probably the largest purchaser of Lakers stock. That's this right. team is rife with Hall of Famers. Yeah, I believe you uh them a title favorite. That's right. In the, in they, pre- they proceeded to lose close, tight games their first, their first five games. And a lot of people... Got out of the stock, tried to cut their losses, but I'm here to tell you, you can't time the market, folks. Mm-mm. I rebought on uh, Friday, November 4th, again on the 11th, wow. and my wow. Lakers, my Lakers are five and two since November 13th. Yeah, and it here's is now, a little uh, in yeah. non-investment advice, investment advice. Wink, wink. Buy the you stock. You don't sell. Low. low. No, you don't. Hold on. Buy low. You and you sell, sell high. high. Okay, it's not that hard. That's people. how we make the money. That, that That's how we make the money. <laughs> we buy low. We sell high. Yeah. We say bye bye. Look at the That's charts. Then we get Punky the money pie. in the pocket. <laughs> pie. Shovel it in. And buy low. Pie. Sell high. That's how mommy gets pumpkin pie. <laughs> That's the saying we do here, guys. And yep. I'm going to tell you right now, get me some whipped cream because I am spraying it on my plate of <laughs> Lakers pumpkin pie. They will be number one in the you're West. Going in, you're going wow. in for seconds. I am, am I'm making the um, 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 uh, sound as I just shovel this stuff in my mouth. There's plenty for everyone. Get Still a plate. Plate number three. Just to be clear, just to be clear. This is not a pump and dump. This is not me oh, no. trying to dump. We pump and buy. We pump and we pump and buy. This is this is Tom Brady saying to everybody, call everybody. They're all gonna want to be in. Yep. This is this is not get your gardener. Is, get your plumber. Get everybody get your in. Walker, get everybody in. Every contact in that phone and get them in. Preferably people of of lower socioeconomic so, yep. status the than you. The lower on the ladder, know, the better. Because who trust they have you, friends beneath them that they can who tr- call. Who trust you and look to you for advice? Yes. Get them to buy Lakers stock. We're gonna make a lot of money for everybody. Five we and all, two. Five and win. two. That's right. I, let me do the math here. But what is that? A sixty-six win percentage, something like that. That'll yeah. get you, that'll get it done. Yeah. And do we want to talk about who those wins were against? Um, I don't. I think they were against quality NBA so teams. Three <laughs> wins against San Antonio. One against the Spurs. Perpe- Twenty straight years in the playoffs. Right there. That's yeah. a solid organization. Yeah. Um. All right. Fair enough, man. <laughs> I'm winning. Playing. I'm rolling in it. We're buying more Lakers stock. Very exciting, Whammy. Um, <laughs> ben, you want to tell us about uh, a stock that you have that, you, that, that you've taken a loss with or a big win with? Uh, unfortunately, I can't share um, any stocks I've taken a loss with, Chris. Okay. Um, no, then let's, talk win- let's talk wins. I don't have no, any of those in my winner. portfolio this year. I do have a, uh, a win that I would love to... Um, to share with all our all our uh, our stakeholders, our our uh, investors and listeners alike. Um, let me talk to you guys about a uh, a player that I personally fell in love with back oh, in the year. Gosh, when was it? Probably 2017. Um, when did he actually? Let me just do some quick research here. Boris Diaw. <clears throat> Not Boris Diaw, actually. A, uh, a young man, a bright young man by the name of Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Ah. Jonathan Isaac. Now, we love him, folks. Jonathan Isaac. This guy. Yep. Drafted uh, sixth Couldn't overall, I believe, in, in 2017. Um, and a lot of people, uh, you know, were a little unsure about him. He had an injury plagued uh, rookie season, only played 27 games for Orlando. Uh, but came back strong with a uh, a, a stellar 
sophomore effort in uh, in 2018-19, and then had um, had a rough uh, 2020. He um, he played. Uh, I think it was about two minutes uh, in a game on January 1st, 2020, and went down with a. Um, uh, let me just double check my. My, Talk my, about uh, baby New Year facts right. here. Um, hyperextended his left knee on January first um, at Washington, and was out for many weeks um, until uh, you know, as luck would have it, the season was extended uh, into uh, the summertime. If you remember, the uh, the Orlando Magic uh, brought the rest of the league down to uh, down to Disney World with them, and. Uh, they uh, they they fired up the NBA bubble. Um, Jonathan Isaac was the only player to stand during the national anthem on uh, July thirty first, twenty twenty. If you guys remember that, um, and uh, and then this was when all the players were kneeling, yes, out of, yep. in protest to the the police <laughs> George yes, Floyd, following yeah. the murder of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement and protests that ensued. Um, and then just a couple days later, on August second, twenty twenty, poor Jonathan uh, could no longer stand, for he tore his left anterior cruciate, cruciate ligament. Um, and uh, gives a gives a new meaning to these colors don't run when you it, have a torn ACL. Exactly. Yes, precisely. <laughs> Literally, right. you can't run. Yeah, he's yeah. taking patriotism to the extreme there. Um, and so that was on August second, twenty twenty. Um, and you know what? He hasn't played basketball since then. <laughs> I, dude, I can't really remember the last time this guy played. Yeah, yeah. I, it's been forever. Yeah, twenty nineteen apparently. So. Well, well, he he played in the bubble. Well, I just told I just told you twenty twenty yeah. August second yeah. twenty twenty. But I guess the team was so the magic they were so sort of inconsequential that I like I don't remember those games. But he also didn't play for more than one. He tore his right. Well, that was right. the thing that he had he had the uh, the strain on July first. So the the when he when he uh, tore his ACL in the bubble, it was like his comeback from a at that point eight month long absence. Yeah, um, yeah. Because that was he. he well, was he also all, wasn't playing in the beginning of 2020, right? He came back for that one game in. Yeah, January. I think he played. He played a total of 34 games in the 1920 season. Um, so those were. I guess he played. He played a good amount of 20 of like yeah. 2019. The, the start of the season 2019. Gotcha. So I'm wrong. Um, yeah, technically, but. Um, but yeah, then yeah, two minutes January first, first time, for and then uh, he played like fifteen minutes in his first game back in the bubble, and then tore his ACL in his second game in the bubble. Nice. Um, so a lot of people might be thinking, Ben, uh, that sounds a little bit like a, more of a loss than a win. Uh, you know, you know this this player that you invested uh, all this money, and believe me, it's, it's yeah, actual money. Uh, <laughs> You yep. know, a lot more than just... Uh, Can't do it uh, any other way. Yeah, it's more than just an emotional investment, I'll tell you that much. Right. Um, so you might be a little confused. But then... <laughs> Jonathan resurfaced. Well, he made the most of his time off the court, then. He did. He most certainly did. He took that time on the sideline uh, while rehabbing, diligently, uh, working his way back. Um, and he wrote a book. Um, he wrote a book called Why I Stand, um, which I uh, have not read, but I assume um, is has something to do with uh, his standing during uh, protests against police brutality. Um, but anyway, so he he released that book on May seventeenth, twenty twenty two, and. Um, you know, ever the shrewd businessman that Jonathan is, on May 14th, 2022, three days before the official release of the book, so he's kind of on a bit of a, a promo tour, you might say, uh, he, uh, he resurfaced at a, as a guest, a guest speaker at the Reawaken America tour. Um, now, I don't want to take up all the time in this podcast as I sometimes want to do, so I'm going to uh, pass the mic at this point, but that's a little teaser. That's, that's uh, chapter we'll one here. 
and, we'll and maybe we'll circle back and I can tell you a little bit more about the reawaken tour, Jonathan's involvement with it, and uh, and why this investment is a major W. Gotcha. Wow! Excited to uh, hear hear more about that, Ben. All right, I'll, I'll I'll tease my first big win. All right. And uh, you mentioned the bubble, Ben, and it got me thinking about this guy, and that is all of the stock that I bought in Adam Silver. Mm. Um, oh, paying then, oh. Yeah, back in back in 2014, February 2014, when David Stern stepped away from basketball, everyone and their mother was selling NBA was a, commissioners. A stock. bank run, a bank run, if you will. Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Yeah, everyone, everyone was jumping ship, right? Of course, David Stern, 30 years at the helm, he was retiring as the longest tenured commission in the history of North American you know, major sports. Under his leadership, the NBA reached all these incredible heights. Uh, they launched NBA.com, NBA TV, League Pass, all the, all the digital properties. So needless to say, when Stern stepped down in February of 14. A lot of the, the the casuals, you know, the bandwagon fans, they were jumping ship. And you know who bought up all that stock? This guy. Literally two months into his tenure on the job, in April of 2014, TMZ Sports released a now infamous video of Clippers owner Donald Sterling spewing racial epitaphs about, among other things, his girlfriend V. Stiviano posing for photos with Magic Johnson and other black people on Instagram and at Clippers games. So Silver initially fined Sterling $2.5 million, and then he urged all the owners in the NBA to expel him from the league. Uh, Stern was banned from There's Clippers. the silver train coming through yep. right on schedule. Silver was banned from Clippers <laughs> games. And ultimately, <laughs> he sold the team to Steve Ballmer. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Ballmer! Like that, guys, the Adam Silver era was off and running. Two months in, this guy kicks Donald Sterling out of the league. He gets Steve Ballmer and all those Microsoft billions into the league. He could spin silver into gold, baby. And uh, we're off and running. So a few months later, in 2014, these are just some of the highlights here. He he pens an op-ed in the New York Times. You guys remember this? Expressing his support for what? Legalized sports gambling. Amazing. Saying it should be brought above board so it can be monitored and regulated. And um, and then in 2018, a pro-gambling lobbying firm, the AGA, said the NBA would stand to make about as much as $600 million a year in additional revenue with legalized gambling. Nowadays, it seems like every other commercial during an NBA game is for DraftKings or FanDuel, which is completely awesome. Um, so awesome. Especially and, when you're like, making money. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. And then... Uh, no what downside. Let, let's, let's think about other highlights from the silver, from the silver uh, tenure here. We had Ben in 2019... Daryl Morey tweeted his support for protesters in Hong Kong. He later deleted that tweet. The NBA called the tweet uh, regrettable. Whoops. And it, it drew a lot of criticism, both from leaders in the U.S. and China. This put a bit of a strain on the NBA's relationship with China, one of its you know, biggest partners. Of course, you know the, uh, the NBA is partners with Tencent in broadcasting games overseas. And then, uh, of course, more recently, Adam Silver gave us the bubble. Ben, you mentioned that before, that magical experience Mm -hmm. in Disney World during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Adam also managed to avoid getting overly involved in policing Kyrie Irving's freedom of speech. Thank Mm. goodness for that. You know, it's very important to know what's on uh, Kyrie's mind. It's a player's league. Yep. 
And uh, more recently, he suspended Phoenix Suns uh, owner Robert Sarver for a year. He fined him $10 million for his workplace misconduct, which included the use of racist language, as well as sexual harassment, sexual discrimination. And then, you know, Robert was required to take uh, sensitivity training classes. So, Ben, you know, Adam Silver keeps winning. Um, the dude prints money. He's got Disney and ESPN over a barrel in these upcoming TV rights negotiations. And uh, needless to say, I've made a pretty little penny here on uh, my Adam Silver stock. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. It turns out when you invest in a guy who likes winning, you win too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be able to spot a winner, guys. You got to be able to spot a winner. Yeah. Um, uh, we're talking expansion in the league, too. We're talking two new NBA teams. Mm. Yeah, we're going And big. that's been a little bit of time since that last happened, right? Where are we're, we headed? Seattle? Uh, the buzz is Vegas, Seattle, we're and going then to Vegas, baby. Mexico Vegas. City, folks. Get the fuck out of Dodge, man. We're going to Vegas tonight. What are you talking about, Vegas? Vegas, baby, Vegas. What do you mean, Vegas? Vegas, Las Vegas. I'm not going to no Vegas. Yeah, I think, you know what, man? Uh, we're we're going to go to Vegas and... Uh, when gonna, are we going to Vegas? We're going tonight. No, we're not going tonight. I'm, I'm not going to Vegas. Listen to me. No, you listen to me. I'm not going, okay? okay. And not, none of this shit anymore. Listen, I just listen to you. Now hear me out. You bring something nice to wear. <laughs> I'm not going to Vegas. Michael, going. Vegas. Swingers. Did you not hear the the Hoop yep. Collective? Big, yeah, yeah, yeah Big drop from our friend of the pod, Brian Winhorst. Buy some stock in that guy, folks. It seems like he's hit his top, but he's got some ideas. Web three, Web three Windhorse. There's some things that I can <laughs> oh, confidently yeah. say. He's definitely, he's not. <laughs> I can top confidently yet. say, he's... yeah, the Hoop Collective Metaverse uh, game. You know, I don't want to give too much away, but oh, yeah. it feels like there's just a, a lot more time until we have teams overseas. I mean, that NBA team in Abu Dhabi is going to be worth. Abu I mean, Dhabi would be great. I would love to see a team in the uh, finance capital of Europe, London, England. Uh, yes, amazing. One of, the, one of the great cities in the world. Think about you know if if the Clippers go for what Bomber bought them from two Donald's billion. For two billion. What's a team in Abu Dhabi going for? What's what are they a team going? in London Six, going seven, for? Seven, eight. What, what, what's a team in can Tokyo we cue, going for? Can we cue for? the LeBron soundtrack? Not, not two, two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. Not three, mm-hmm. not four, not five. Yeah, that yeah. billions is what right. he's talking billions, about. Baby. Very nice. Um, Very nice. Silver into gold. Congratulations, Chris. Thanks, man. All right, Wham. Nice job. Um, yeah. Open up that portfolio. Let me uh, let me a, a look. Yeah. Let's. Don't I'm gonna, be shy. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna crack the safe. Show you guys some of my uh, liquid holdings here. So last year, there was a hot team, and this is a little technique that I like to call a short sell. Mm. When you see something that's overvalued, you pick a date in the future. Whoa, you whoa, say, whoa! These are some yeah. advanced Wall Street techniques that I'm we're giving them the rundown. I'm giving them the rundown because I don't want anybody Folks, to be lost. Get out your notebooks. Be be Classes in session. You pick a date in the future. You say it's going to be worth this much. I'll buy it from you then. Here's a little contract sign on the dotted line. And if they're worth less than that, they gotta pay ya. They gotta pay ya the full amount, and that's how we make money. We buy low, we sell high, and we get the pumpkin pie. And we eat all that pumpkin pie. Chummy, chummy, mommy. Um, <laughs> so, as the market caresses us in our chaise lounge here, and squirts uh, more I did, I did some short mouth. selling on the the Miami Heat. Wow. And yeah. oh boy, I told everybody I was clear about it. I did what many short sellers do. I got out in the media. I said they weren't a serious team. Mm-hmm. I have my own platform here. Uh, and I'm right. Uh, we're talking about a 10 and 11 squad who's got nowhere to go but down. Wow. Trying desperately to pawn off Duncan Robinson on people, beating the likes of the Washington Wizards, the lowly uh, Charlotte Hornets. They're crushing these guys, Sacramento, Golden State. But when it comes time to real teams, they can't get up off the mat. And... I am taking all sorts of contracts on this. Um, I'm I'm making a margin call, and I'm making a killing, and I don't feel bad about it. So, all right, Whammy, put on your management consultant hat. You sure. walk in to the Miami Heat front office. 
the yeah. and these guys are just hemorrhaging you know hemorrhaging cash hemorrhaging talent get it's the a turn- disaster get the tourniquet it's a, yeah. it's a disaster over there yeah they call you in and they yeah. say wham we Fix need it. we need we need, we need a quick fix what is the way you what is the way you cut costs what is the way you get this thing back to you know above sea yeah. level what's what what is how do you, how do you what, what's your method for turning this thing around first things first i think they're missing some product ideas heat culture what's the i should say what's the number one asset the miami heat hold uh heat culture that's right i gave it away yeah you guys are too Spoiler sharp alert. you would have gotten that one yeah uh why aren't we marketing that that's a really how good come point. that's not on the market? Yeah, how, how come, come I, I can't go to the store and pick up some heat culture? Yeah, I, I, need, I need to buy that in a glass, a jar. Yeah, why isn't that on Amazon? Yeah, it should be. How come I can't go into a Walmart and buy some heat culture? Yeah, um, Wham, let me put your feet to the fire. Would you sell Jimmy Butler? Would you sell on Jimmy Butler? Gone. Screw you! You're fired. Wow. Bye-bye. He's on the Knicks, folks. He's on the Knicks. the Knicks. He's on the Knicks for your next eight control of your next. Nine years of your draft. Great. That's a classic, you, classic. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. And then three words, Wem Ban Yama. We're yeah. going, we're in the tank. We, we're stinking ourselves up. We are giving the Jimmy Butler to the Knicks for all the draft picks we can get. And mm-hmm. we're we, uh, sitting back, putting the oven timer on, waiting for that sweet smell of cinnamon and mm. sage when the punky pie is done. Here's a here's a quick question for you guys. Let me uh, sure. let me read a quick statement from you, uh, released by Miami Dade County in the Miami Heat, uh, released sure. on on Twitter back on November 11th. Uh, the reports about FTX and its affiliates are extremely disappointing. Miami Dade County and the Miami Heat are immediately taking action to terminate our business relationships with FTX, and we will be working together to find a new naming rights partner for the arena. Guys, hit me with some options. Hit me with. Um, um, I love a heat culture arena. I do. Yeah, yeah but maybe is that cultured a, cultured is that a yogurt. Company, though? Maybe there's a Giovanni tie-in. We need to incorporate there's cultures that. in yogurt. You need a corporate sponsor, Ben. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, we should. These... I think heat heat culture LLC is maybe an opportunity for us. To... Yeah, we could we could jump on that. Do a little arbitrage. Yeah. Maybe in partnership with uh, some of our Web3 partners. little bitty arbitrage, folks. That's another thing. Where are they in the verse? I, I put my I jack in, and I don't see them. Mm, that's true. They, they are uh, conspicuously absent in Web3. I guess you don't feel temperature in the verse, but what about uh, if all the heat in the metaverse was from Miami? The Miami heat ah. brought to you that warmth you feel. The official temperature the of the metaverse. There you go. Heat. Wow. That's just a spitball. That's just off the top I of like the dome where, here, I guys. like where we're going with that. Because you're going to feel temperature eventually. And yeah. Who's going to be supplying it? The guys the guys from Coit are going to be jumping in there. Exactly. We're get, and uh, if you want to change that temperature, it's just a matter of tokens. It and... should be Miami heat. Yeah. Toke, you, have your own, you have your own crypto for the temperature you want to feel. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Mickey Aronson has got himself another super yacht. Where are we on Web3? What are you doing, Chris? What happens to Bam Adebayo in this scenario? The Knicks are the Gardens alive. Jimmy Butler's up there playing the white right, right, right way, leading them to 19 wins a year. The thing about Bam Adebayo is I just don't know. The thing about Bam like, Adebayo is you always call him Bam Adebayo. And what? And, <laughs> like on the bayou. Oh, Chris is from Nolens. <laughs> Wait, how would so you we say it? Nolens. Bam Adebayo. Yo. A bio. A bio. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, his name is Bio. Yeah. Bam at a bio. Yeah. Bam at a bio. I like I like at a bio. Uh, obviously, Bam is famous for calling uh, Rudy Gobert Rudy Grobert. Rudy Grobert. That's his name. Whatever rings your bell, folks. It doesn't seem like Bam seems like a complimentary player. Ooh. Ouch. Right? Like not your one of your main holdings, but uh, like you're not gonna win a championship, I don't think, or even make a very deep playoff run if Bam, if like your offense is built around Bam out of buy O. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then he's also paid a lot of money, and I just don't know who is excited about like mor- mortgaging their entire future for 
a player who ultimately is going to be maybe the second or third best player on the team. Mm. And Let also, me introduce like, who ne- you who needs, to the New York Knicks. Who needs a center? <laughs> is he a center? He's a modern you know where big. He, you know who He's should trade for him? Is like the Charlotte Hornets. Pair him with LaMelo. That would be nice. That yeah. would be nice. But if I'm the Heat, I'm I'm tearing this down. Yeah. Pat the bat, Riley. But they tear it down, and I make even more money. So it's a short sell. Ben, you want, ben, you want to pick up... Uh, where you left off yeah thanks chris um i'd love to tell you guys a little bit more about the reawaken america tour um tickets for which are uh available on uh thrivetimeshow.com slash reawaken america tour what was the url uh thrive time show which is the radio show slash podcast uh, I think maybe uh, hosted by a guy by the name of Clay Clark. Clay Clark. Uh, that's a name you might want to invest in right now, folks. This guy uh, used to be a wedding DJ, uh, then became a business coach and entrepreneur, and a I think a former mayoral candidate in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, in August 2020, um, he initiated a uh, lawsuit against the city of Tulsa for its mask mandate. Um, sure. and then started. Jonathan Isaac did that. Uh, no, no, sorry. This is Clay Clark, uh, okay. a uh, a uh, Tulsa, shit. Oklahoma businessman. Um, I forgot that like politicians. That was like a moment. Oh, or, like politi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's still a moment, Chris. It's yeah. still happening. There was yeah, a yeah. big. Yeah. So this guy started holding uh, like little like rallies, um, basically like uh, COVID nineteen conspiracy theory rallies and like anti masking and anti vax rallies, uh, also in support of Donald Trump and uh, the questioning, uh, you know, protesting the outcome of the twenty twenty uh, election uh, that Trump lost, um, and then. Uh, Right around the time that Trump uh, pardoned uh, General Michael Flynn uh, so that he didn't have to go to prison, um, he teamed up with Clay Clark. Flynn and and Clark connected, uh, and they uh, started, uh, they sort of saw like this this little, uh, you know, these rallies that that Clay was holding and said, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we turn this into like a little bit more of a, of a thing? So the two of them uh, put their first event on in Tulsa in April of 2021. And guys, this thing just uh, took off like wildfire. Um, it is a real phenomenon. Um, I don't even know. I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place here because there's a lot to uh, a lot of, a lot of information to impart. Um, yeah, sure way. But um, but basically this thing is like uh, a cross between like a ch- like a church revival a QAnon uh, conference and a and, dunk contest and a dunk contest exactly. <laughs> and it's a tour, like it. it it's like... a tour. They go. They're going all around the country. Um, they have. I think they've uh, done about twenty or twenty-one shows so far. And they play um, arenas, uh, churches, um, churches a lot of churches, and then some smaller like conference room spaces. But you know, they'll fill them up like you know a few thousand people, three five thousand. Uh, person crowds um they've been to cities such as uh virginia beach virginia uh tulsa oklahoma post falls idaho Mannheim, pennsylvania branson missouri san antonio texas dallas texas colorado springs colorado uh tampa florida uh canton ohio phoenix arizona um they've hit all the major cities and um (laughs) i would love to uh (laughs) I mean, oh man, where do I start? There's, um, there's some great uh, background about Clay. So Clay uh, is, um, like I said, he's someone that you want to invest in now. It's probably too late, but I, I think there's still a lot of growth uh, ahead for Clay. Um, let's see. Here's a couple of little tidbits uh, that I can that I can share with you. So uh, uh, on January fifth, twenty twenty one. This is like back when he was doing his like little solo rallies um, uh, before the Reawaken America tour uh, officially kicked off. Um, but back in January 2021, he was at a rally in Washington, D.C. Um, 
And he said he told attendees that the coronavirus pandemic was a hoax and instructed them to, quote, turn to the person next to you and give them a hug. Someone you don't know. Go hug somebody. Go ahead and spread it out. Mass spreader. It's a mass spreader event. Um, This was like in the height of the pandemic. Uh, That was in January 2021. Um, Certainly before any vaccines before any vaccines were available at the height of Omicron. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, let's see. Uh, on a June 2021 episode of the Stu Peters show, he argued the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, this is fantastic. All right. What is being called a vaccine, everyone needs to look this up. It's called SM-102. He goes on this rant about how the COVID vaccine uh, contains uh, luciferase, lu- lu- luciferase, um, the devil's powder. Yeah, which he believes is a. <laughs> all right, he literally calls it a cryptocurrency technology associated with like hum- like like body Zero activity. Six. So Microsoft filed a publication number, just so we're clear, like a vanity license plate. You choose the number. They chose. The publication number, it's, you can find it on Google right now and DuckDuckGo. It's W02020060606. Now, that number 060606 is for a cryptocurrency system using body activity, which makes the Revelations chapter 13, verse 16 through 18 possible. I got my guys looking into that. <laughs> tell you right now I'm not and it's also so associated with the mark of the beast obviously prophesied in revelation obviously. 13 16 to 18 uh but the conspiracy theory includes bill gates um and uh, uh jeffrey epstein of course and uh basically how the vaccine contains again using cryptocurrency technology um contains like a um like some kind of like like chemical that that like will be like released into your DNA um, once five G pulses a certain amount. Uh, of That's course. like our ball. Yes, exactly. Much like the swish ball, the official basketball of Web three. Um, I don't know if uh, if you want me to to stop. Um, Sounds like you're going to make a lot of money on your Jonathan Isaac purchase there, Ben. Yeah, um, I'm proud of you. But anyway, this ben, is a tour. Let's let's circle back to this. Okay, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. Because I, I think you there, have folks. you have plenty yeah. more, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot more. Doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah. All right, great. He's got a full great. prospectus. Yeah. I have another big one here. <laughs> um, another huge win, and kind of like you, Ben, I'm I'm going to break this up in in parts because there's just too much to too do. much winning, folks. Wow. Sorry, too much winning here yeah. to chew off. Well, if we did a podcast about winning it would be weeks winning long. time weeks yeah. long so every time i check the clock it's winning them it may surprise you guys to know this but years ago about 30 years ago actually when i was a small boy in 1993 okay i actually bought some stock in at the time a small startup based out of seattle no yep And today, it's widely regarded as one of the most influential economic and cultural forces in the world. It's one of the most valuable, recognizable, iconic brands. Yep. We are talking about, guys, none other than former professional baseball shortstop and third baseman, businessman, and philanthropist, A-Rod. Oh. Yes. I would love to get in on that. Yeah. Chairman, uh, chairman and CEO of A-Rod Corp uh, and part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow. I begged and right. begged. So I'm going to talk about this in a couple pieces. Um, I'll give you guys a quick snapshot on A-Rod's background if, he, if for listeners maybe who don't know too much about him. But back in 1993, A-Rod was the first overall pick for the Mariners. And before long, he became this huge superstar very quickly, kind of overnight. Became a starting shortstop for the team, won... MVPs, batting titles, uh, gold gloves, silver sluggers. He left the Mariners in free agency in 2004 at the time this massive record-setting 10-year, $252 million contract with the Texas Rangers. And um, he had great success with the Rangers, was sort of you know accomplishing everything statistically under the sun. But the team sort of backed into a corner they didn't have any basically any means to like put talent around A-Rod and the team was very bad so A-Rod after a few years he won a couple of MVPs with the Rangers orchestrated this trade uh, to the New York Yankees 
And in 2007, he shifted to third base, played for the Yankees. 2007, they won the World Series. The following year in 2008, A-Rod and the Yankees agreed to this massive new 10-year, $275 million contract extension, Extension, thinking you know that um, this guy's going to be a Yankee for life. He's going to break Babe Ruth's home run records, et cetera, et cetera. So around 2009, there started being some scuttlebutt that maybe he, once upon a time, used steroids. And he was denying this for a period of time. But finally, in 2009, he admitted to using steroids when he was with the Rangers. When I arrived in Texas in 2001, uh, I felt uh, an enormous amount of pressure. I felt like I had all the weight of, of the world on top of me, and I needed to perform and perform at a high level every day. Um, back then, it was a different culture. Um, it was very loose. Uh, I was young. I was stupid. Um, I was naive. And, and I wanted to prove to everyone that, you know, I was worth, um, you know, and being one of the greatest players uh, of, of, of all time. And uh, I, did, I did take a banned substance. And, um, you know, for that, uh, I'm very sorry and deeply regretful. And although it was a culture back then, and, uh, and in Major League Baseball overall, um, was very I'm just, I just feel that um, you know, I, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry for that time. I'm sorry to my fans. Uh, I'm sorry for my fans in Texas. It wasn't until then that I ever thought about substance uh, of any kind. Um, and since then, I've proved uh, to myself and to everyone that I don't need any of that. He's doing what anybody would do. Yeah. So he admitted to using steroids. And then in 2013, but he also like stressed like that's behind him. He was very apologetic, was Never crying, again. went on this whole like you know, media again. tour. Yeah. Then in 2013, he, he injured his hip and um, he, his name started coming up again during the biogenesis scandal. I don't know if you remember oh this, Miami. Good oh boy. And the so Miami lab. A-Rod was connected to Biogenesis Labs, and he was suspended from baseball for 211 games. Oh, boy. Now, at that point, a lot of people sold their A-Rod stock. Um, you could. But again, you know who did not was this guy. You went mm-hmm. on a buying binge. Yeah. What a lot of people didn't realize at that point about A-Rod was he created this company called A-Rod Corp., which mm-hmm. is a holding company. This was back in 1996, and the company began making all these strategic investments. Yep. And they invested in technology companies and real estate companies and wellness companies and entertainment companies. And through A-Rod Corp, Alex Rodriguez amassed like $700 million in real estate assets, which is pretty cool. Nice. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool, if you <laughs> nice. ask me. When you follow sports the way we do, that's a that's a World yeah. Series championship, a Larry O'Brien trophy, and the hockey thing all yeah, in one. Yeah, and a slam dunk championship all rolled up dunk, in one big ball. Roll it up into a portfolio. That's yeah. right. So A-Rod is making, he's just printing money at this point between his massive contracts that he signed to play on the field and off the field with all of his investments. He retires from baseball and in sort of like a disgraced, you know, fashion. And he, he had this, um, you know, he was suspended for 211 games, but he weirdly sort of lands on his feet in retirement. He becomes like a media personality. He's broadcasting games on ESPN. Darling of the booth. Mm-hmm. He becomes a member of Shark Tank. Camping trip. You've it's got an to, RV. But, but you've got to look at it. Where my buying decisions made? Because you're a new category. People aren't going to think I need sliced ketchup. It's just not going to happen. It sounds like you're on the fence. Obviously. <laughs> Mark, you're on the fence. I'm not. I'm going to make him an offer. Oh. He, l- mm. he lands a hosting gig on oh. ABC News. And I made a little, I said I had a little surprise for both of you. Now, we talked about Lupe. So, Lupe's in the house. What? But, but I doubled up and I got surprised, and Jennifer's here too. What? <laughs> They're in the house. He started. Uh, he was well, I forgot Jennifer. that he was hosting ABC News. Yes. He's a newsman. Yes. I mean, listen. That's right. The guy's a news right. junkie. He's a journalist. Yeah. So, he was, at this point, he was dating Jennifer Lopez who's now, of course, married to Ben Affleck. But mm-hmm. he was, he was, he was, um, had this very, 
publicized relationship with, with JLo. And um, a couple years ago, uh, I think it was like, yeah, 2020, he made a bid, he and JLo made a bid to buy the New York Mets. Oh. And this was like a very publicized thing. Uh, th- it didn't work out. They lost. Mm. They lost out on their bid to um, Steve Cohen, a, a hedge funder. Friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it sort of became this thing that suddenly people were aware that A Rod is trying to buy a professional sports team. So he was taking meetings with all of these investors, all these like extremely wealthy people. So one of the investors that he befriended during this process in twenty eleven in twenty twenty one was e-commerce billionaire Mark Lore, who had a company called diapers.com, and then he also had a company mm. called jet.com, both of which were sold to Amazing. Walmart. Love so diapers. He, this, guy, this guy made a fortune, made a fortune, was one of the original e-commerce OGs. And um, so A-Rod and, and Mark Lore became buddies, and they eventually bought the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx from Glenn Taylor in the summer of 2021. Amazing. Last year, the team made the NBA playoffs. They were the sort of, you know, this darling team, the Cinderella at the ball. Wait, is Glenn Taylor still not a minority owner? Or He's a he... minority owner. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because so I was talk... thinking back when all those uh, protests were happening about yep. his uh, massive uh, chicken, chicken slaughtering, uh, like mass execution yes. camps. Uh those were all targeted at Glenn Taylor, not at A Rod. A Rod would so never I kill chickens, get, would he? I'll get into I'll get into this in greater length uh, my next turn around the mic. But basically, A Rod and Mark Lore agreed to like twenty a twenty percent stake in the team, and it has these sort of like escalating clauses where basically, over the course of like three or four years, they will have the opportunity to buy the majority of the team from Glenn Taylor. Mm. So their their first sort of initial piece that they bought is for 20%, and then they make a series of payments, and then in like 2024, they have a chance to buy like 50%, and then mm. in like, you know, 27. Yeah, I'd love to, to get yeah. all that paperwork, Chris, if you're able to uh, oh, send that my way. I'd love to take a look I, at that. I've got it all lined up. Don't okay, you worry. Okay, great, great. Maybe um, we can post the links to those docs. Maybe we can post them all, host them as PDFs, maybe on our website. Yeah, That'd yeah, be great. That'd uh, be great. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to shout out my investment in A-Rod. This is a guy that, you know, he, you know, he, he made it big in baseball. He maybe used some performance-enhancing drugs to sort of juice some of his stats. He, mm-hmm. he, he, he built a few, you know, $100 million contracts out of some wealthy baseball owners. He turned that into a, a spot on ABC News, Ben. And then from there, what's he do from there? He buys the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are back. Of course, they swing this blockbuster trade in the offseason for, for Whammy's guy, Grobert. Um, and uh, we're, we're just delighted. I mean, he's, he's hey. a baller. Yeah, he's a winner. Ben, Chris. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with PEDs, portfolio-enhancing drugs. <laughs> you can take them. Look it up. <laughs> Portfolio in the free market. Um, the only winning lady and market. losing. The only the only way that cheating is she gives determined us butterfly kisses. If you lose money, you're a loser, and if you make money, you're a winner. Hey, in sports, there's a scoreboard, and in life, there's a scoreboard. Yep. That's right. It's called money. Yep. Whammy, give us one last uh, glimpse <laughs> at that portfolio of yours. Let us know something that you, uh, a big win or a big loss that you've had. Kids, and I know there's a lot of kids listening to this podcast. They look up to us. They look for advice. We're sort of father figures to many, a nation of children, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want you to know that uh, sometimes you take a bath, you lose, and that's okay because you can still be laughing all the way to the bank like I am. Because I sold all my cab stock when they slid into the DMs. <gasps> what? No. I thought it wouldn't work. But I'll tell you what. Every time they win, my soul gets richer. And that's not... I don't think I'm working on making I that a quantitative... I stock. I'm making that a quantitative part of my portfolio. Trying to 
make my soul into a token ah, that can, that can go see. up or down based on the value of the market. All right. Yeah. That's, but uh, no, I'm only I'm only winning in the in the putting your soul on the blockchain. Wamey was lukewarm at idea. best about the about the Donovan Mitchell. Trade. I shouldn't I say I sold my stock. I just didn't buy more. Mm. He didn't buy. He and that's a loss to guys like me. Yes. Yeah. yes. I only look at, you know, like in uh, Goodfellas, the whale comes in. They they look they look at their bet. They bet twenty five grand. They win fifty. They're thinking, how come I didn't bet a hundred and win two? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's how my life works. Right. 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 Yeah. Well. I mean, the good news is that all of these lessons, all, all, all pain, all disappointment, all hurdles and obstacles that you face in life uh, can be learned from, and you can learn ways to use those experiences to make more money in the future. Growth opportunities, right. yeah. folks. Yeah. Uh, th- I wouldn't have thought about uh, tokenizing my own soul Yeah. Until, until I realized the only financial benefit I was getting from the Cavs winning was... My own happiness. Yeah, and then which I is thought, worthless. And then I thought, uh, other than, what's one thing that everybody uses in their life? Their m- mouth? Diapers. <laughs> diapers. Diapers, yes. But already, Mr. Lori already took care of that, so yep. I mm-hmm. went with happiness. That's mm-hmm. a thing that everybody uses, so I'm Got trying it. to tokenize it. Right. Very yeah. nice, Wham. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Um, ben, why don't you take us home here with uh, final thoughts on the um, Reawaken America tour? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about um, the Reawaken America tour, which, again, was attended uh, by Jonathan Isaac. Um, he didn't have a, a major, you know, f- uh, pr- prominent spot. I don't, I don't think he wasn't, like, the headliner uh, by any chance. Uh, or, you know, by, by any means, um, I mean, this is a, a tour that, that pulls in heavy hitters, like literally uh, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, uh, Alex Jones, G- General Michael Flynn is not only a uh, a sort of um, organizer of the event, but also sort of the, the star. Uh, Roger Stone uh, has appeared uh, many times um, on Wait, this tour. So Roger Stone is like sharing a stage basically with Jonathan Isaac. Yes, this that's is correct. Like they're, they're on the same tour together. Yes, yes. Um, I can read you some, some more names, actually. I have a whole list of names on the thrivetimeshow.com slash so reawaken. He's uh, actively on this tour now, not like practicing with the magic? Um, he was on the tour one time um, right before his book came out. I, I have yet to confirm with sources whether or not he has appeared Traveling. on and multiple his, stops. His book that was pr- produced by Ben Shapiro's publishing company? Uh, I yes, so. I think that is correct. Yeah, yep, that's confirmed. Um, but he's so. not a political guy, uh, Jonathan. Um, oh, I should also note Mike Lindell, the, my pillow guy, is, uh, is uh, one of the, the big uh, stars. Jim Brewer, also not comedian. A political guy, Mike Jim. Lindell. Yeah, a political guy. Comedian Jim Brewer is also a, a big uh, a draw. Um, lots of doctors himself. and pastors. Uh, Doctor Sherry Tenpenny, she's one of my favorites. Um, she's been on on the tour. Uh, Ty Bollinger, um, let's see, uh, Todd Coconato, <laughs> Dr. Keith Rose, Floyd Brown, Jeffrey Prather, uh, Sh- Sheriff Richard Mack, Scott Kesterson, Pastor Phil Hotson Pillar, Joe Altman. No, oh, actually, Joe really Altman nice. is a is a that's a that's a a name that brings up another story. Um, so this oh. is an article that was written uh, back last December by a colleague of mine at Vice News, actually, uh, David Gilbert, uh, fantastic journalist um, for whom I can vouch. Uh, headline is: People got sick at a conspiracy conference. They're sure it's anthrax. Uh, a group of unvaccinated people who attended a huge conspiracy conference in Dallas earlier this month all became sick in the days after the event with symptoms like coughing, shortness of breath, and fever. Instead of blaming the global COVID pandemic, however, uh, reminder, this is back December 2021. Um, so this, at this point, uh, yeah, they were attacked. Uh, uh, instead of blaming the COVID pandemic, the conspiracy theorists think that they were attacked with anthrax. This far-right conspiracy claim began after a dozen people spent time together in a confined space at the Reawaken America tour event in Dallas over the weekend of December 10. And the fact that this was likely a COVID outbreak and super spreader event has been almost entirely ignored. 
the anthrax claim was first made by Joe Altman on his conservative daily podcast earlier this week. In a video recording of the podcast, Altman can be seen coughing and sneezing on camera, symptoms often associated with COVID-19 or other illnesses. We're all trying to diagnose this one. Instead, Altman, who has spent much of 2021 spreading bogus election conspiracies, claimed that he and his fellow conspiracy theorists who recently attended the conference had been attacked by anthrax. The conference, run by Tulsa businessman Clay Clark, was headlined by figures like disgraced former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, former Trump Advisor Roger Stone, and MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell. Eric Trump, the son of the former president, uh, also spoke at the event. There's a 99.9% chance it's anthrax, Altman said on his podcast. Even though no one had tested, <laughs> even though no one had po- tested positive for anthrax poisoning, and none of the other 3,500 attendees have so far reported suffering the effects of anthrax. Altman claimed that he and up to a dozen other people who were in the green room at an event fell ill over the following days. Uh, while Altman said he was, quote, sick, sick, he claimed his symptoms were tempered because he was already taking the antibiotic doxycycline as a result of impaling his leg on an air... <laughs> Sorry. It happens. Uh, he was already taking the antibiotic doxycycline as a result of impaling his leg it on happens. an arrow in an accident in his brother's garage weeks previously. It happens. Uh, Jovan We've Pulitzer... We've all been in a garage. Jovan um, or Jovan Pulitzer, an election conspiracist who was also at the conference, apparently experienced more severe symptoms. Uh, Pulitzer, a failed inventor who once created a barcode scanner listed as one of the 50 worst inventions ever. Do you guys remember that? It was the, um, uh, what was it called? The, the something cat? Uh, wait, now I'm trying to remember. Uh, the Q cat. Do you guys remember the Q cat? No, what is that? It, you, it was an invention that was basically... It's, it's like infamous for being like basically the worst invention ever made. Um, anyway, this guy, uh, Hovon Pulitzer, uh, uh, invented it. Uh, he was also heavily involved in the bogus Arizona recount, consulting for the cyber ninjas and promoting the idea that a box of ballots had been flown into Arizona on election night from Asia to swing the vote in Biden's favor. According to Altman, Pulitzer has not been heard from in several days, and he reported more severe complications, including, quote, body lesions and weeping skin. Wow. Um, I did look it up, and Pulitzer is apparently still alive, so... Uh, the claims that these illnesses were due to an anthrax attack were shared and viewed hundreds of thousands of times on Telegram and other alt-tech platforms like Gab and Parler. The claims have also been boosted on mainstream social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook. After Altman made the claim about anthrax without providing a shred of evidence, the conspiracy was boosted by other election fraud conspiracists like former New Mexico State University professor David Clements and Overstock.com founder Patrick Byrne. The bogus claim was also boosted by QAnon influencer-turned-congressional candidate Ron Watkins, who called for prayers for those affected. Uh, After Altman made his initial claim, other conspiracy-minded folk highlighted a video from the event that showed a fog machine uh -uh, operating during the conference, suggesting that this is how the anthrax was spread. (sighs) Ignoring the fact that no anthrax outbreak has been reported by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention or any other agency. Clark, this is Clay Clark, the organizer of the Reawaken America event, has dismissed the claims as, quote, rumors. He told the far-right online talk show host Stu Peters that he is not part of the Illuminati and that the fog machine in question was simply a fog machine. Um, so that is uh, some news from the right. Reawaken America tour that Jonathan Isaac attended. Um, so we're all just... Uh, Wishing I, uh, Jonathan the best and when is he uh, hoping back on the court? for his speed recovery. Uh, when is he due back on the yeah. court? Um, that is unclear. Um, <laughs> I have heard uh, some, some news from sources about um, various setbacks that Jonathan has suffered during his recovery. So that's very unfortunate because um, mm. we all obviously love to watch him play basketball. Um, and yeah, just... Um, Hoping to see him soon, whether it is on the court or on stage or who knows, perhaps in the U.S. Senate. Um, just saying, just oh, saying. No. Didn't hear it here. Uh, heard it. Uh, didn't Mr. hear it. Tuberville. Here first. It can but, be done. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, jealous of that A Rod stock there, Chris. You know, I mentioned that A Rod and Mark Moore bought the uh, the Timberwolves and they ushered in this new era with 
Gobert and Towns and Anthony Edwards, this like new look Big version of, of the T-Wolves. And it's admittedly been a bit of a rocky start to begin, you know, with those guys. They're st- still sort of figuring it out. There's some issues with chemistry and cohesion on the court. You know, things haven't been perfect off the court, if we're going to be honest, between the new ownership group with A-Rod and Mark Lohr. Mm. Um, so I mentioned that they they bought a portion of the T-Wolves together, and the terms of the agreement, Ben, are basically they, that they stipulate that Lohr and A-Rod would each pay $250 million as a down payment mm. in July of 2021, mm-hmm. and they would That's assume fair. some debt That's from fair. the team, and basically this would amount to a 20% stake. Mm. Sounds fair. So I, so I started doing some digging, and what I learned was that A-Rod... Uh, at the time, failed to come up with his full share, what? leaving Mark leaving Mark Lore <sighs> leaving Mark Lore to cover the balance. How's that possible? So as a result, Mark Lore owns thirteen percent, and Arod owns about seven percent. Just mad. this to me is the most baller Arod move ever. Okay. Convincing a billionaire to cover to become your partner, mm-hmm. lie about your finances agree to buy something fancy together and then get him to pick up the bill. Yeah. So, uh, an NBA source said, quote, Alex and Mark were supposed to be 50, 50, but Alex couldn't come up with his half. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if a rod becomes a subservient number two to lore. That chance. Uh, the source predicts that lore might end up buying more than half of the controlling interest of the team. This is lore speaking, saying, uh, quote, I couldn't imagine having a better partner. He is one of my best friends. Speaking of Alex Rodriguez, nice. there's no one else I would rather be partners with than Alex. He was first introduced to a rod when he was trying to buy the Mets. Like we talked about, uh, he met with Rodriguez and his girlfriend, Jennifer Lopez, the bid failed. They lost the team to S- Steve Cohen. Um, and yeah, I just I, I I'm fascinated by the story. Basically, that A Rod went into went into a partnership with Mark Lore, bought bought the T Wolves, didn't have the money, <laughs> but still convinced yeah. this guy to pick up his half of the bill. Three percent of two hundred. What I what I've come to realize is that these guys that J Lo and Alex Rodriguez were meeting with were sort of romanced and just sort of like enamored with with jennifer lopez well and let me so tell you a- that's why they were able to raise all this money for their bid to buy the mets that's mm. why if i'm if i'm a rod and i'm on the lookout for lore and ben affleck right spending right. any time together mm-hmm. all of a sudden ben affleck's got 40 percent of the wolves <laughs> lore and him are best friend and yeah. So after after a Rod after A Rod and J Lo broke up, uh, is 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 when um, A Rod started trying to buy the T Wolves, and what he didn't tell anyone was basically without Jennifer Lopez in the picture, he didn't have the capital to actually buy a team, <laughs> but he was able. <laughs> He was able to convince all these people who he was having meetings with in the Hamptons and in Beverly Hills with like six months prior when he was with J-Lo. He was like, yeah, you know, I almost bought the Mets. And they're like, all right, like maybe we should buy the T-Wolves together. But he didn't tell, what he didn't explain to people was that like a lot of the financing was coming from Jennifer Lopez, who's now married to Ben Affleck. Wow. So... So Mark Lore went into business with A-Rod thinking like, yeah, this guy, he's like a billionaire, yeah. but he's not. He he was like half of a billionaire, you know, like J, J-Lo was really like a big piece of that. So um, wow. yeah, I just thought it was the most baller thing ever to to convince this guy, Mark Lore, to become your business partner, pretend like you have enough money to be an <laughs> NBA owner, <laughs> and then force him to pick up the bill. Um. Yeah, man. The guy just keeps winning. I'm buying tons of A Rod stock. I'm curious what he can pull <laughs> off like, next. If you're dating someone, you yes. don't technically like have access to their. No, they were engaged, capital. folks. They oh, were engaged. Well, if they're engaged, Read yeah, the no, papers. that's still. Yeah, sure. they were we all saw we all saw him in the Chad sketch with J Lo on SNL. Yeah, mm. no, they're fan favorites. There are quotes coming out of, the, um, out of the investor meetings where uh, someone said this thing that made me laugh. They were like, um, yeah, Mark Lord got completely mesmerized by J-Lo. 
Um, yeah. A-Rod would frequently call for meetings with prospective business partners. This is when they were looking at buying the mats. He would call meetings with prospective business partners at their at the power couple's lavish homes in Beverly Hills and the Hamptons. And Lopez was typically on premises, according to sources close to the situation. Quote, you always took the A-Rod meetings with J-Lo, the source said. She's coming in and out of the room in workout clothes. A-Rod made it seem like they what? were investing as a couple. Oh my God! Yeah. So what? So oh he was God, able. Quote, he was like... able to buy the T wolves. <laughs> he was able to quote unquote buy the T wolves <laughs> by appearing to have this money by having J Lo prance around, around. in workout clothes yes. in front of his business partners. <laughs> but, but like basically, basically like quickly after they broke up, he was like. Um, hey, Mark Lore, like, you know, we didn't get to buy the Mets, but maybe, why don't we just buy the T-Wolves? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like, you had the money to buy the Mets, so, like, I'm sure you can buy the fucking T-Wolves. Oh, my God. But he absolutely did, did not and does not have the money to do that. But he almost has the money. He has I mean, 7% he'll, have, he'll have it soon. Well, seven, sure. 7D% of the money, right? He's definitely, seven. he's good for it. 7D. 7 70 it's gonna be 70 soon enough he's definitely he put, good for it. he put down 70 percent of the down payment right and then 30 percent of the down payment the guy's a winner Mark yeah the bottom line the, is the guy's a winner he's gonna we get it you get you know, there's an easy way to win the game and that to play with someone else's money <laughs> hello all right guys <laughs> you can't lose if it's week. not your chips ben whammy Thanks for listening to Swish FM. Rate, review, uh, find the show on Apple, Spotify, all the places you get podcasts. And uh, a pleasure as always. Enjoy keep the watching hoops. those games, folks. Yep, like keep an great, eye. Great basketball talking about it. Yep. And again, the market is volatile. It fluctuates. That's true. And uh, invest wisely. Yep. Do, yourself, do yourself a favor and put a dinner date on the calendar for you and the market. Exactly. Get her get her some candles put on some soft music and she'll tell you everything you want to know all right guys till uh till next time i'll talk to you next week (laughs) this has been good you've been listening to